So it was our 18th game of the season there uh, for Liverpool. We're away to Bournemouth on Sunday, uh, 4-0. So, Jordan, what do you think of the performance? I thought the performance overall was brilliant. Uh, always going down to Bournemouth on our away day is always going to be difficult. The, the show just pure strength. The offence was brilliant. Um, however, but there was times we were open. Could have cost us a lot. I I would agree. The remember sitting watching in the the first half especially and uh, especially when was it? Uh, Jermaine Defoe broke through, uh, hit the post, and for me that was like right at some point here. Maybe not this half, but we are definitely typical Liverpool. We are conceding a goal here, but thankfully four 0 Obviously we didn't, but well, but if it was that Defoe chance could have happened, it could have been a game changer. Flipping right, it could have. Well, Liverpool fourth place in the league at the minute. Um, after eighteen games, uh, nine wins, seven draws, two losses. Uh, happy with the two losses, but obviously the draws could have been we bet less would have threw us right up the table there, like. But um, Bournemouth after that game are now sixteenth, so sixteen points from eighteen games. Like it's not pretty poor. Yeah, when so you look at it. Like Liverpool, like especially me, maybe we might be a bit diehard on it. Like, but I think ninety nine percent of Liverpool fans were were hoping for three points or anything else. I think would have been a disappointment. Um, going back to our previous games, the only doubt in my head was that Liverpool had previously played West Brom, which was the worst game I think I've ever watched. Nil nil, flipping disastrous, and a one each with Everton, which also felt like a loss, but. Yeah, it just sort of shows that with the attack we have, it has to go for you for scoring goals. The luck's not there, as shown in the Everton game and the West Brom game. There's just nothing, nothing went for us. Even the Dominic Solanke, one against West Brom, that the handball, the call that was uh, declined the goal. Well, on on that point, what did you think? Goal or no goal? That was a goal because. He couldn't take his hand the other way. It's, it hit him. I like a natural reaction. Type natural of reaction. You couldn't do anything about it. Yep. Simple. To me, I was sort of like Liverpool fan. Definitely, definitely a goal. But looking back next day, once the whole emotion of it had sort of disappeared, I was like, like if that was against Liverpool, I would be screaming, you know, no goal, no goal. But I mean, those two games, there was big opportunities in the way that happened or problems with with the West Brom game there was the Dominic Slanky. If you look at the Everton game there was the penalty. Jan Lovren, was it a penalty or not? What do you think? No, you've really struck on one because one, I wouldn't be Dejan Lovren's biggest fan, but um I have to say when uh Dejan Lovren was just in my head, anyway, he was just typical Dejan Lovren. He, uh, what is it, Calvert Lewin? It was. Came into the box and not. It was nowhere near a dive. I wouldn't say that, but going down. He 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 played it. for it like. But in saying that, see when you look at the replay, Dejan Lovren hand up on the back, last man in the box. Like to me, Calvert Lewin turned away, not away from goal, but he wasn't turning directly in the goal. It would have taken, in my head, like a real like superstar, like a Messi or something, to like tuck 
the chance he had away. Yeah. I don't think I'm not sure if Lovren just panicked. Maybe that's why he's not what I would class as a world class defender. But to me, it was just like show him out, show him on his weak foot, and he had done that. And then all of a sudden, the hand came out penalty. And see, first reaction, I said yes, penalty. That was stupidity in my in my mind anyway. But what did you think? Also, I just think that Dejan Lovren, yes, he has a mistake in him, but I also think he's a scapegoat. For a lot of the problems that Liverpool encounter, especially defensively. Yeah, I would agree on that. Yeah, big time. Um, I think I would blame the midfield because I think the midfield's lot is very offensive. So they all push forward <coughs> and there's no one who's like an anchor will just sit. Right? Dejan Lovren gets a... Well... Going back on that, yes, them two results were hard to say disappointing, but wanted more out of them. Yeah, you just wanted more. But looking back there, Liverpool haven't been beaten eleven matches. Um, going back to the Bournemouth match, Bournemouth hadn't won in five matches. So to me, it was like, if we don't win this, this is highlighting a problem. But what do you think defensively? Like you take, we conceded the goal to Everton was a penalty, nil um, nil with West Brom. So if you take Everton into consideration, we didn't concede from open play. It was a penalty we conceded, which obviously any team can score a penalty, really, but didn't concede against West Brom from open play. And we've now won 4 0. So there's three clean sheets back to back from open play, ignoring the penalty. So. Has been very much this season that Mignolet, well, all keepers. Goalkeeping is our major problem. It Liverpool Football Club. It's actually actually quite an interesting point that if you look back over our recent matches, there's four uh, 0 Bournemouth clean sheet, nil nil West Brom clean sheet, one each with Everton, which was a clean sheet. We we're gonna call it from open play. Um, the penalty scored. The match before that was Spartak Moscow, the seven nil Thumpman, which was obviously amazing. Another clean sheet. Uh, Brighton. Uh, we beat them five one. Glenn Murray scored a penalty. There's another clean sheet from yeah. open play. So um, before that was Stoke City 3 0, and then Chelsea 1 each. But uh, Willian, that was a complete freak goal. But like, there's what's that? Like, there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. That's six matches where we have had clean sheets from open play. That To me, that's in Liverpool recent history that's nearly unheard of like that's to yeah. me Klopp has made a change there somewhere that's gone there has there has to be a change start of the season that was a criticism from everyone that the fence was a problem the goalkeeper was the problem now it just seems to have been a sudden change where they seem more compact more tighter They're, they are better at defending set pieces to an extent gonna drop a clanger on you We've had so many clean sheets from open play, so-called. Um, do we still need Van Dijk or another centre-back in January? Um, I think definitely need Van Dijk. That's just a cert. We need him. We need someone who's comfortable on the ball, who can go up and win in the air and dominate. I mean, look at Manchester City. They've got Vincent Company, who's leader and dominates everything that's what we need well van dyke yes seen him 
brilliant, brilliant player, really comfortable and all in the ball, as you're saying. But if Southampton come to us and say, listen, we want 70, 80 million, as a Liverpool fan, are you like it's different paying a lot of money for an attacker, but defenders like you look at Man City, like Kyle Walker and stuff like these are all the dearest defenders ever bought in the world and they're topping 50 million max. Are you prepared as a Liverpool fan to say, yes, centre back? we're giving you 70 or 80 million or would you rather go elsewhere because i've seen it in papers and stuff mentioned uh stefan de Vrij from lazio would you prepare to go in for someone like that maybe a wee bit more risk but like maybe max 30 40 million would you be um, personally i think in this day and age you need um experience in the premier league going through going to foreign leagues Yes, in that league they could be amazing, real good performer, but you need someone who's proven that you can know what's going to come. I would, I would pay um, seventy million for Van Dijk because look at it. El Cesar. Well, what would be the max? What would be the max? The, what would be the point where if you woke up tomorrow morning or first of January and went Liverpool paid? x y and z what would be the first amount that you would go hold on a minute that's too much is it 100 million 100 i know like we're completely taking this out of context but when is too much what amount is too much for van dyke i think we need to realize that van dyke no disrespect to southampton but southampton are a mid or a mid team um van dyke do you put him in the context of star player in a mid-team or will he be an ordinary player in a top-class team? In a good team, yeah. I know what you're saying. Uh, to me, like, I'm surpri- not so much surprised. I want Van Dijk and all, big time, but I've been watching him. He's just sort of came back for Southampton, making a sort of return after as we sort of strike, trying to get a move to Liverpool, but watching him and you're like, yes, he's a good player, but... You don't know if his heart's there because maybe he has his heart set on a Liverpool move and sort of feels fucked over by Southampton or whatever. So it's sort of hard to judge, like, is this the Van Dyke we will be buying? But to me, if I woke up tomorrow and said Van Dyke bought 70 million, I'd be like, right, yes, we got Van Dyke. But to me, any more than that is it's too much like it's different like if you woke up tomorrow morning and like yes this is being delusional liverpool fan and saying we sign neymar for 100 million or messi or blah 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 you're it doesn't the amount doesn't matter it's you got that player but to me van dyke not sure if it's the defender or if it's just the player but 70 million to me would be right holy shit this is this is too much maybe this is i will hear something for you and you mentioned there about he has the heart and stuff for it. Player of our own, Coutinho. Is he... Tell him he goes to Barcelona. The amount of money he gets, will that money go towards Van Dyke? That's or another problem. First of all, we need to ask, is Coutinho staying or is he going? Right? So, there's crazy money turned down for him in the summer, which was a clear intent by the club, but there could be a problem here that... We could pre- we could pretend that Coutinho isn't going. Even if he is, we could pretend he isn't going and there could be a contract with Coutinho or whatever and say, we'll let you go as long as it's in the last five or ten days of January, which I think they should do. There's no point going 
right, Coutinho, you can leave, 1st of January, gone, Liverpool get 150 million or something, a ridiculous amount, and then every other club, we've seen it before, every other club go, you just got 150 million for Coutinho, instead of yeah. wanting 70 for Van Dijk, we now want 80, we want we want oh, 90, so would we be better, if Coutinho is to go, are we better saying, Coutinho, yes you can go, but you have to go after the 20th of January and get the Van Dykes, get the everyone else signed it's, and get them for a fair deal rather than the... In with, with Barcelona they went and bought, or they sold Neymar for over 200 million. They bought Dembele, so this large amount of money still left over. So in a way you use that to your advantage. But, yeah, yeah. But we need to define now, are we... A top club or we're just going to club that, that's the thing if we're a top club why why are we sitting here talking about Coutinho leaving like when you compare the likes to Barcelona and all the Barcelona read it in the newspaper there the other day that the only player that Barcelona are considering losing and they sort of says yes we are losing type of thing instead of it being a Coutinho or whatever it's Mascherano is the only player apparently he's signed for some Chinese club so uh, that that is a top club in Barcelona saying we might lose Mascherano whereas we're now talking about losing Coutinho there's no that's like Barcelona losing Messi which isn't happening so that's the difference at the minute between a Liverpool being a top club and not being think, a top club do you think that I've seen a lot of rumours going on about that Barcelona are going to go for like a Christian Eriksen I think uh, that would be the what perfect would be fit more, what would be more suitable for them Coutinho or Eriksen They've already tried to get Coutinho and they got no as their answer. At the end of the day, what we just said about Van Dijk, 70 million too much. Where and who in Barcelona is saying Coutinho, 150 million, too much, don't want him, would rather have blah blah blah. Is there a point where Barcelona will just say, you know what, Liverpool aren't going to sell for less than 200 million. We don't want them like that. That could happen as just as what we were saying. Van Dyke, the fans and the club actually will say, you know what, keep them. We don't want them. Not not for that. Because you you, you've seen it before. All these big players come with massive price tags and the crumble. The crumble under the pressure. And the example Fernando Torres going to Chelsea. Perfect. Exactly. He, he was he was proven in the Premier League. Proven as a really good striker and just by a move a club to the same league just with a big price tag. All of a sudden, he couldn't he couldn't score a goal. So, well, moving on a wee bit from transfers, um, we'll just clear up this Bournemouth. So, easy three points, four nil, three nil half time. Was actually expecting a wee bit more, expecting maybe six or seven again, sort of like a, a Spartak Moscow job. But goal scores were Coutinho, um, Lovren with a suicidal header. <laughs> That shows commitment and bravery. Uh, big time. Uh, Salah got another goal. What's that up to? 20 odd now, is it? The Premier League top goals. Yeah. Will so he add more or will I'm expecting some type of slowdown somewhere. Like, I've seen it there. Uh, there was a match or two he didn't score, wasn't there? Obviously, West Brom he didn't yeah. score. Um, who scored against Everton? Um, was it? I don't think it was Salah, was it? Uh, Anyway, I, I expect somewhere for there to be a, a bit of a slow-up. Um, but I still... Um, to me, the Harry Canes and Aguero's are not a level above, but they're a goal-scoring level above. 
for being called right winger and them to be prolific goal scorers. Outstanding. Like it's been asked for more, but not only that is he's getting he's getting a hack load of assists as well. It's he's just ever like did you like see the one two with Coutinho? Like I know he missed that chance, but I remember sitting watching the match on Sunday and played a fantastic one two. Like that's what you're talking about taking Coutinho out stuff like that. So yes, Coutinho didn't score. He did score, but he didn't score the goal I was talking about. But he played the one-two. He was there. Is Salah if Coutinho goes? Is Salah going to be able to to create them links with other players? Do you think that Salah at the moment is overshadowing Coutinho's performances? Yes, but Coutinho is that much of a special player that I think that he he That's might not score and he might not be the star man, but he will have created if Firmino scored a hat trick or Mo scored a hat trick. Coutinho is going to be somewhere on the assists. Coutinho is going oh, to yeah, set them up. Do you know what I mean? He's there that unlocks. He's the one in the game changer. Yeah. Um, right. So we'll move on. So uh, Friday night, Arsenal. Um, Big one. Yeah, massive. So they're one point behind us currently. We're in fourth. They're in fifth. Um, what's the best way to start? Do you want to pick your starting eleven? Who do you think should start? Yeah, go for it. So I think goalkeeper will go Mignolet because the looks Karius is playing the Champions League and Mignolet's playing league. Is so that is that the way you see that going the rest of the season? Karius Champions League and maybe League Cup, yeah, FA Cup. Well, obviously League Cup are out, but um, FA Cup Champions League goalkeeper only. That's what I think. Fair. Right back. I think Gomez. Yes, he's young and we're, we're missing Klein, but him and Trent Alexander have done a superb job. Um, I would put Gomez just for his strength. I think Gomez is the best right back in the league. Seriously? Mm-hmm. I think he's... I watched him... Um, it was Everton and... on Unreal. Like, yes, I can say I watched that game a couple of months ago for England. Sent their back and I was like, right... We've just oh, saved. We've we've Brazil? just saved ourselves the seventy million we were going to pay out for Van Dyke, but obviously maybe if Klein was in there, maybe maybe him and Trent could share the right back, and Gomez would be pushing for a centre back spot. But I don't know. It's to me, I would agree. Uh, I mean, you look at it. He's brought in well, but he's been playing Clavan. He got for four million. He's experienced and way he signed there's not much problems really with him i think there's a better partnership clavan and lovern than lovern matip it's as if there's no organization between the two yeah agreed yeah so uh where did you leave off then uh gomez, gomez right back center backs obviously lovern and clavan because i think lovern the past couple of games i think he's been brilliant but he's not only scoring the goal but you can see the confidence coming back on him, and he's Savan. I think he's just stepped in, fulfilled the fixture. I have to give it to him, like no, no problems. Whatsoever. I think that goal, as much as I hate to say it, I think that Lovren goal the other day was like a was like I made a mistake the other night. I'm putting my head at risk here. I'm going in for this header. And it was like, right. Because you even seen in the celebration, he went, he didn't go nuts, but like you tell, yes, like that's me paid back. Like, so 
uh, Lovren, Clavan. Especially Moreno's out injured. In my opinion, I still think Robertson's better. Reason being, I think he's physical. Doesn't, yes, he does bomb forward, but Moreno bombs forward and doesn't get back. While Moreno very erratic the tackles he just flies in and yeah. he's, he's a red card waiting to happen I I would have said before that Moreno was the better attacker Moreno was like your left winger stuck at left back he's and a then, field winger and then he makes the winger type of field challenges at the back but watching the other game the other night um, Robertson going forward he was playing he was nearly a striker at one point he was like yeah he was all over the show yeah. which was good played a 1-2 with Coutinho and it was actually Coutinho's poor ball that stopped the goal like yeah, he was in he was he was like in playing the offside trap as a left back and I was sitting going you know what yeah, he might be the attacking option here yeah you've even seen Robertson playing on international duty the goals that he's came off with have been absolutely spectacular his delivery for crosses are superb I mean, I think that's something we lack with our attack is no one gets in the box. We don't have that, the Harry Kane who'll sit there. The or poacher. The, the Javier Hernandez. It, it, that, that's Firmino, he, he'll sit slightly deep and he'll want to create. As much as he wants to score, he wants to create. Uh, that's where, like, Harry Kane, you put him in that situation and he'll say, fuck you, he don't want to pass. He wants, he exactly, wants the goal. Yeah. Whereas Firmino would, would get himself in and if the keeper's in any way of a good position, he'll pass it. Whereas I don't think the likes of the Keynes and the Aguero's would. They'll be selfish. They would rather miss and have a go themselves and pass. But So there you've got Gomez, Lovren, Clavan and Robertson. I yeah. I think, going back to our old point, that back four picks itself like, doesn't it? It's well, all them open play, clean sheets. Or due to injuries, you can't really do anything about it. Um, so moving on then to midfield. Midfield, you might take this bad, Uh-oh. but I would drop Henderson. I think he's very poor. I don't think he should be. Henderson is the the wonder player of the league to some, and the worst player in the league to other. He's the most. I've never seen a player that has split so many so many opinions one minute he's amazing and to the other person the same game that I would have said he was amazing another person would have said he was brutal I think a lot of people try to compare him to Stephen Gerrard which he's not that, they're um, big boots to fill before he even started he was to a disadvantage but they are completely different players but yes he does come off with some cracker passes but he's very slow with moving the ball and he hasn't got that burst of pace so I think instead of Henderson's place, I would put Chan. What, but what about Chan's contract? No, to me, Chan's a slow player in the team. To me, Henderson's the one that, if there's a ball lost up up ahead of him and strikers or wherever, Henderson's the one that leaves, not necessarily his man, but Henderson's the one that goes, you know what, I'm going to get him. I am chasing this down. And once, to me, there's players there that... Um, that see him doing this and they're like like the likes of Wijnaldum and stuff they're like I'll just sit here and as soon as I see Henderson go they go right now I have to go to keep this line high I have to go so to me he brings that intensity you know I need to chase this down and then it, it follows through the whole team I think that's why I like Henderson yeah when I see a look at when I look at Chan you see, you see he has his yes he carries the ball forward you don't see Henderson Henderson's looking left and right and 
that's just while Chan, he'll go and he might try and take it around someone or he'll play a wee through ball. Um, but Henderson's just either switch it or he's just very oh, no, You would love to see him bring like a few more goals and to me Henderson would be the man. But um, Right, so what have you got then? You've dropped Henderson and you've brought in Chan. So, so sort of stuck between two. Wijnaldum and the Ox. Does Ox play against Arsenal? Against I his old team? Th- I think the hunger's there. And I think he's been fantastic over the last yeah, few games. He's like t- what I'm talking about, the Henderson. He was doing that from the right side. He was flying in down to their left back and stuff, and jumping in and challenges. And that that's what we want. And as long as he doesn't have any heart left in Arsenal, that I would like to see him go out harder against Arsenal. Going, you know what? Proving a point. I'm going to hurt you. Like obviously you don't you don't set out to hurt a player, but I want to cause damage to your team. I'm now a Liverpool player. Like. F you Arsenal, I'm I'm coming. Like, yeah. If if he has got that attitude, to me, Ox Ox plays like. I mean, you should you should have the attitude of, I mean, I left you to go to a better team, and this is the reason why I left you. Bingo, that's it. That's, yep. Um, but it would probably be with Genie because I think Genie. He seems very ordinary. He keeps the the flow in the game. He sort of he keeps a. Uh, on his days, he's an amazing player, but every, there's this thing... Everyone's the same. There's he, this, never, exactly. he never carries the ball. It's always quick, like a one-two, or it's... There's this, fl- there's this thing floating about, too, that he's not that good away from home. He's better at home, but... Oh, because he doesn't score? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think it just hasn't got the opportunities to score. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what are you going with then? Chan, Ox, Go and Ox. Genie? Or no, is that, no. or was it between Ox and Genie? Between Ox and Genie. Right, right. On so. the left side, I'll put Coutinho, because I'm going to go for the Fab Four. Oh, up front. I like it. Because they've proven against Bartak, Moscow, they can tear apart and destroy. Definitely. So, uh, your midfield then, complete with Ox, Chan and uh, Coutinho, so... Uh, we all know it now the Fab Four but finish off a team the half wing will be Mane he's just one of these players that he'll maybe say walk up to you and then with like a switch he's gone and he leaves he leaves the defender I mean he might be coming up against Bellerin mm, interesting true. to see the pace then the best bet I've seen it sort of in the newspapers and stuff that if you don't start Mane, which would be completely nuts in my head, but if you don't start him to keep the likes of Genie and stuff in the team, to sort of lock down a heavier midfield against, obviously, a slightly better opposition in Arsenal, but to me, Bellerin's an attacking force, one of the quickest players in the Premier League, so to me, in his head, he's going, right, I can't bomb on here. I'm not playing against Genie Wijnaldum or whatever. I'm pl- Mane is hugging that left wing. Instead of me bombing forward here, if I bomb forward... Mane sitting with me. no man so to me Mane's doing two jobs there Mane's yes attacking but he's also putting it in the other player's head that I would say Mane's up there with the speed of Bellerin like he's 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 going to be causing that threat like he's so definitely and there's Firmino I know Firmino's not the most prolific but he's he's been playing well he's been he's been right up he's there he's been right? up there yes and if he's not scoring he's assisting um, or at least he's making good chances um, 
And he's also a, he is a real creative player. Maybe not as creative Coutinho, but he's still up there. And then finally, the man of the moment now is Mohamed Salah. Mo. He's just been incredible. Don't fire like he, he has to play, has to play. Well, different team than what I was expecting from you, but I'm going to go in with uh, my team. So just go straight off the bat that the whole back five, back four plus keepers, identical. Yep. Uh, part of me, there's a burning desire that I want Karius to be playing over Mignolet. Why is that? I just think that Mignolet, he's been there for not that long, but he's been there for a long enough period that I've seen that many mistakes. And just to me, I can't. No improvement. I can't trust him. There's no improvement. There's no. Listen, I've made this change and I'm back. I'm better. But Karius, yes, I've seen a mistake or two out of him as well, but he's the younger keeper. I think the whole idea behind it is Klopp has fixed. Not, I'm not saying he's. I'm not claiming he's fixed our defense, but there's a difference there. We're saying that there's been like five or six open play, clean sheets put together. Yes, Mignolet might have been in that for the majority of them, but I'm thinking that's more of a defensive change than it is a goalkeeping change. So part of me is going if Klopp can change that defense in a way to improve, if given time and given playing time. I think Klopp could make it even better. I think the whole German link there, you know, Klopp and Karius, to me, I think it's like the perfect sort of combo. So uh, there there will be a time where that has to come in. I think Mignolet's another clanger on him, but we'll go with Mignolet, Gomez, Lovren, Klavan, Robertson. There's no change. The only thing I would have changed there would have been your Moreno win for, I would have been a Moreno man. Would you? Uh, not last year, but this year, definitely. I think just going forward and there's been something's clicked with him that his confidence on the ball he's not afraid like yes it's a bad thing in a way at left back to be taking risks but to me you have to have a certain confidence in your own ability to take them risks so that's what I like about him and why I would play him but but I think there's there's risks and then there's just stupidity there's some of the stuff he goes flying in but if it goes agreed, wrong it's a red card I know well that's just part of his game but um I would have went with uh, um, my middle three were going to be uh, Ox, Henderson and Genie. And the reason for that would have been beat Bournemouth 4-0, showing a wee bit of repeatability, showing a wee bit of trust in the players that had won. Like you're off the back of two draws, sort of per results for Liverpool, sort of flying high at the minute. And wanted to show a wee bit of, listen, if you get a win with that team you're going to stay on the team but doing that means you would have to drop one of the fab four um money would be the easiest to drop from a positional point of view because then you would have uh Coutinho hugging the left Salah on the right and Firmino down the middle but to me if you're going to drop any of the four you would have to drop Firmino but then the question is who plays up the middle there's, n- there's no middle man there so looking at it it's either Ox or Genie, the same as what you had. And yeah. I think, from what I've seen, Ox leads Chamberlain play. So drop Genie out of the original team. So you've got Henderson, Ox leads Chamberlain, Coutinho. Um, with, obviously, the Mane on the left, uh, Firmino down the middle, and Salah on the right. Salah's just undroppable, so that's not even a question. But yeah. So originally I had Genie, but then I put Mane positioning sort of doubt because Coutinho would have to hug the left no middle man so Firmino would have to go and Firmino 
yes he scored which he's not a goal scorer and sort of that's shown this year but to me his performance justified him starting so hence why Genie got the Genie got the cut so um uh, looking at the league there Liverpool scored 38 goals conceded 20 Arsenal obviously as I said earlier one point behind in fifth have only scored 31 and conceded 20 so they've conceded the same amount of goals but Liverpool have seven more goals so hopefully that has some reflection on the, the score yeah I think this match is so big because a lot of rest not like for top four it's mean that could turn into a four point or it could be be trailing two points Exactly. That's so it's really it's hard and we need to make a count and they need to show which I hope they do and I think they will. Um Arsenal's one of them. I don't see us getting a two one or a one nil. I either see it we getting a stupid defeat, um, or a draw, or else I can't see Liverpool winning like two one, one nil. I think it'll be like a, a three nil. 4-1 like I, I can see if Liverpool are going to win Arsenal to me are going to collapse but on that what do you, what's your prediction for the score well the way I look at Arsenal and Liverpool matches is that both teams just forget about defence and they all just attack so I'll put it out there for a 4-2 Liverpool win I'm going to go with a 3-1 Liverpool win with an Oxlade Chamberlain goal I'd love to see that. I'm throwing that in. And a wee Mo Salah goal uh, to keep his Premier League top goal scoring rant yeah. on point. But the third goal is up for grabs. And if Liverpool want to score more, uh, and far ahead at it. Um, so that's Arsenal cleared up for Friday night. What do you think? Obviously, we're coming close to January, Christmas period. So transfers? Definitely, <coughs> transfers that need to be done. Um, as we've talked about Van Dyke, crucial would do I mean he's a player that we can play in the Champions League because he hasn't played Champions League um, the rumour about Thomas Lamar however he's played the Champions League Baller. a long ago so never actually considered that that would rule him out he'd be cup tied then wouldn't he so if we sign him in January couldn't play in Champions League see stuff like that will come into I think Klopp is probably one of the most patient managers in the league. There's every Liverpool fan screaming, going, sign, 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 sign. But to me, Klopp is the man that'll go, you know what, we'll wait. I've just signed a six-year deal to be manager. We'll wait. We'll wait until summer. We'll wait. It's even the same as when they signed Naby Keita, and he's coming next summer, which, from the looks of things, will be Chan's replacement if he goes, if he doesn't sign the contract. I think Naby is going to be one of the star players of the league. He's like the N'Golo Kante, but to me he's got not goals in him, but he's got that attacking threat. Watched yeah. a few of his highlights, but I'm absolutely shitting myself over its yellow card, yellow card. Like yeah, the, min- the minimum he gets when I go on a check. I'm sitting tuning into RB Leipzig's sort of matches sort of on a weekly basis, just trying to keep up to date. And... The minimum I think you see is yes, he might have been like one of the best players in the pitch, but yellow card. And there was a spell there going back a month or two where it was red card, suspended for a game, coming back, 
double yellow card off again and it was like mm, what have we bought here has he lost the head is this money going to his head already but even those things about him in training where he on a teammate they went in a real bad tackle but that's football's uh, competitive that was, that's actually it's actually on our YouTube channel to plug it uh, there's a video of his that was during pre-season they were at a camp yep. Um, he went in the shock and tackle during training but again that was the whole link with Liverpool so uh just to check in with our social media that's on our youtube channel so this pod will be live on podbean uh youtube you can go on to our instagram which jordan that's your responsibility to keep up to date so make sure you go and check out our instagram um at the lfc tribe twitter as well so um on twitter uh for the next episode of the podcast if you tweet us um for questions we're gonna at the end of the pod we're gonna have a few questions and answers so anything at all you want to ask me um who james or jordan um we'll one we'll give you a shout out in the podcast and answer your questions so before we sign off this episode is there anything else you feel in the coming weeks we've, well we'll we'll look at the um obviously we've got um, Arsenal coming up here on Friday night which as we've said is an absolutely massive fixture especially coming in the busy Christmas period but we've then got Swansea at home so up there could be that as you were saying the, the manager the manager the, just got sacked Paul Clemens so I mean, I've seen today on Sky Sports that it's either Village or Coman oh flip so even um, if the manager isn't in place, but that's the Swansea. It used to be the whole. I know Shelby's away. He's at Newcastle now and stuff. That's a year or two old now. But to me, that plus Swansea was always going to Swansea. Was like no, 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 or even playing Swansea. But yeah. I don't know. It, it to me, if we do not get three points, there, there's a problem. I think we seem to have the problem. It happened to us against Leicester. Um, Craig Shakespeare over first game yeah, it's, that, it's that new manager syndrome and, and everyone it's... has the boost to go and maybe play for their place so we've got Arsenal as we said Swansea next up Leicester at home Leicester that's to me that's the decider that's the that that's what turns a good Christmas period into a bad Christmas period that to me that could be the remember the whole Jamie Vardy goal yeah we're Leicester in the league uh, Leicester in the league this year are 8th so currently 18 games uh, 26 points so we're in 4th so 4 places ahead we have 34 points uh, from 18 games so there's currently a 8 point swing there so that, that's another like what we're going back to the arsenal you could be four points clear or two points behind that could be a leicester out of sight for the season or you know what leicester are five points behind us and we have probably dropped fifth and even like one day another point there there's burnley in sixth place two points behind liverpool burnley they've there was rumors of uh sean dice going the Everton um, for the performance he's done for Burnley um, but he stayed at Burnley gave him his dues and yes then no disrespect to them the the team's not full of superstars but they're a team that play as a team 
play together, win together, lose together, and that is just they're complete. It's like Leicester when they won the league that year, they were complete, um, and they could take down anyone because they played for each other. On the point of Burnley, bit of scary here, but <clears throat> obviously Burnley at home, good, but after Leicester, so what we're saying is a deciding factor. Burnley away to finish off the Christmas period. So Burnley away is on the first New Year's Day. So that Leicester, that's a bogey team as such. Burnley at home, that that could easily be 1-0 Burnley with a 90th minute winner and absolutely wreck everything Christmas. Um, Swansea, so we'll review it. I think Liverpool, I would like to see a win, which would be th- uh, three points against Arsenal. Um, you would then have your three points against Swansea, which would strongly believe Leicester. You would let, like, this is all looking, you know, positively decent enough. You could easily get your four out of four there, but I feel that there, there's going to be a draw in there somewhere. There's going to be a Burnley at home draw somewhere. There could be a Leicester draw, and you could even throw on an Arsenal draw if you're going to be looking negatively on it. So you could end up there with three. You'd end up there with six points out of four games, which. Again, looking back at West Brom and Everton could be a... We could have done a lot better there. And it could be a simple mistake like a Dejan Lover and foul. It could be a fucking a Mignolet clanger in the box. It could be... You know, the, it's yeah. so easy to throw points away. And all these games are like two and three days apart max. So there's tiredness. There's going to be clap squad rotation. So you have a lot of factors to throw in which could fuck us over. The problem I see when you're coming against sort of the smaller teams is... They, they know where West Brom, they just sit, park the bus, and no matter, Fab for whatever, they couldn't break them down, and that's what every team's going to do, and try and break you on the counter. Or if they try to come out and play us, we were better at it, and we tore them to shreds. But, when you see the smaller teams, and especially Burnley, who are a defensive unit, will be hard to break. That's... See out of all them games. See if someone say you were to turn around and say to me, out of them four games, we're winning three of them, a draw and one of them. My draw, most people would say Arsenal. My draw would be Burnley. Burnley away. Yeah, they do. That's a scary place to go at the moment. But uh, to finish up the podcast anyway, um, seeing now that Oxley Chamberlain, uh, Phil Coutinho and Roberto Firmino all visiting local Liverpool primary schools yep. probably a good way to sign off for Christmas um, obviously guys this is our first podcast so don't know how quick or how often we're going to get these up we're going to try um, our best to go as often as possible but um, this may well be our last one before Christmas we'll try and push another one out but sneaky one in. Yeah, it may be short it might be a wee long Christmas special but um, that's what I'm saying. You just need to sort of Facebook. There's a Facebook page up live. Uh, go like, share it, tag all your Liverpool supporting friends in. Even if they're not, we do talk a wee bit of football sense. So get them all involved. There's Instagram. Um, Podbean is the best place. Uh, Podbean and YouTube are the best places to actually listen to the podcast. But uh, make sure you get on all the other social media. Ask questions. Um, hit notification buttons and you'll get 
when all the podcasts are live so as we're saying we're not exactly sure because we're so early of when it's going to be out but um hit all them notification buttons and you'll be alerted when they're out so hopefully another one before christmas so brought up the whole coutinho firmino um an ox visiting schools just in case we don't bring it up but um i think that's a fantastic touch from the club and probably a good place to finish up good image for the club right well uh as i said it's probably a good place to finish up so this wraps up our first podcast from the lfc tribe so hopefully eventually we'll get to a, a weekly point of view <laughs> if we find somewhere that suits us but uh, we're hoping to get a third member in uh, the the podcast team as well. So at the minute, it's been myself, uh, James, and uh, also Jordan's been here tonight. So hopefully we have another member to add in in the weeks to come. But uh, we'll leave it there. This has been the, the first podcast from the LFC tribe. So uh, remember, all the social media sites, subscribe and do whatever needs done. But that's it. <laughs>